0: It's time for the Daily Sports Dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canally. Yes, I'm sorry, folks. It's me, your host, once again, Joe Canale. It's the Daily-ish Sports Dump. Hard to say if it's daily at this point because I recorded one yesterday and I recorded one today. So that's two and it's Tuesday. But I didn't put the one yesterday out until today. Well, you decide if it's daily or not. Either way, this is a better than our usual episode because it's not just me. It's one of my favorite guests and not just because he agreed to come on. He has agreed to come on three times, which makes him really unusual in that way because he probably didn't have to any times at all. And if you've gone back and listened to those other episodes, I think they were kind of fun. The first time, David Sampson, who is going to be our guest, former president of the Marlins. The first time he came on, I kept referring to him as the GM of the Marlins, and yet the man came back again, even despite that. And again, today he came back on the promise of talking about art. So this is not a typical sports dump episode in that there is some culture involved in it. But I ask him a lot of fun questions about art and get some thoughts on his. I also try to get him to purchase... A famous comedy institution I don't know if that happened or not so sit back relax and enjoy a trip into culture very rare for any of us but especially a podcast called the sports dump I hope you enjoy my my talk on art with David Sampson <laughs> And we are on the air. Uh, I am uh, very happy to welcome for the third time, David. I don't know if you know how you probably wouldn't do it if you knew it had been the third time like I've done this guy's show three times. But you're you're almost a regular on the sports dump. uh, But you are a very regular on your own show, which is nothing personal with uh, David Sampson. And you also are the former president of the Marlins, not GM, as I incorrectly called (laughs) you the first time.
1: That's okay. I'm happy to be back. I'm and happy it, to. That's have why you. I came back. I'm glad. Well, we found well great. it works.
0: I am, too. And we're going to talk about art because I've listened to you on levitar to listen to your show. And so you've got your own perspective on sports on your show. And levitar sometimes gets into a little bit of the past with you, which is great. I know that you have an interest and a, a history in art. I have a great interest in art. And so I want to kind of get into that a little bit. But because I'm going to do this for my sports podcast and not my weed podcast for for your protection. Um, I am going to do a couple sports things at the top. First off, do you know the big news that happened half hour ago in soccer? No, tell me this is so on CBS. I'm CB- topics for it, tomorrow's show. Dude, this you could open it and it's a CBS tie in the Galazzo show on CBS network is like the red zone, except for champions league, which you guys have now mm-hmm. incredible show. They just show the goals in the great place. Well, in, in, I think in Paris, they stopped the game because a referee used a racial slur to a coach of one of the teams. Uh, Both teams left the field at 20 minutes. The game is postponed. This is Champions League soccer. This is the highest level. And they both teams walked off the field. So I think that will be a big story tomorrow, actually. And it ties into your network. So that'll be good. And then that's probably all the sports I need to do, except (laughs) uh, except I want to ask you this because my brother, he thinks it's dumb. And this is the most sports showy thing to do. A dumb trade. Idea, but it hits New York teams, which I know you're a little bit uh, attached to. And I also am. Who says no? Mets trade Robinson Cano to the Yankees for Stanton. (laughs) It's a money save for the Yankees. And it's a big move for the Mets.
1: Yeah, the Yankees say no.
0: they do. OK, yes, my, that's what my brother sure. said as well. He said that the, the, the potential of a Stanton healthy season trumps everything else.
1: He is still he can still win two MVPs in his last seven years that he has on his deal. So he's got, let's say, two hundred and ten million over seven. But the Marlins are paying 30 of it. So that's, that's right. one eighty over seven. Yep. And you just can't get a player like that if you were a free agent even with his injury past, he would certainly get, you know, 160 over seven, maybe. So let's say $20 million overpay at the moment. And Cano is just a straight dog. He's nothing. Okay. He's he's not, he's worthless. Well, my brother will be happy to hear that. Go ahead. If the Mets will pay Cano's salary, there could be some teams who would pick him up for a bag of balls just to carry him on the roster, but I'm not even sure that if they paid Cano all the way down. Remember, he's missing a year, then he's got two more years coming up at 24 apiece. So and it's he can't juice anymore, too,
0: because well, it's he over. Ju- if he, but it's he over could, for him if he, he, he could, except he'd get a
1: lifetime ban. Yeah. And frankly, I don't think it matters to him because he juiced again, and it cost him a year. He knew he had two years left. My guess is he could juice the next year and know that if he gets banned, he's just missing forty-eight million dollars, and it's worth the chance because he's got the ego and wants to do well. But we'll see what happens. But it's uh, it's disappointing. Robinson Cano. People are gonna forget what a great second baseman, what a, a Hall of Fame caliber second baseman. Not like this is not like a Barry Bonds or a Mark McGuire doing steroids where they would have made the Hall of Fame and they did it for an ego, and they did it because other people were doing it, they did it because they thought it was okay. Uh, This is Robinson Cano doing it after testing is in place, after having been caught one time. I'm not sure there's been a player who has been, as egregious a steroid user, maybe Manny Ramirez comes to mind, in terms of quality players, which is so sad because Manny Ramirez is one of the best right-handed bats I've ever seen in my career. It's just it's too bad. But Robinson Cano is is finished. He will not even make uh, close to the Hall of Fame no matter what. And it's uh, it's definitely disappointing. And from the Mets standpoint, you know, it's a it's a throwaway. Now, the new owner gets to say that that's part of the past part of Brody Van Wagenen and the Wilpons and uh, Steve Cohn and Sandy Alderson are just going to ignore him and hope he goes away. I actually made a prediction on nothing personal that he'll never play another game for the Mets. Yeah, I think that Steve Cohn is going to release him uh, and just pay the 48 and right. just call it the cost of doing business. At least he saved
0: the money this year, I suppose. You pointed that out on your show, too. He's happy with that.
1: He is certainly happy. He gets to reallocate that 24 million because Cano is probably a $2 million player, not a $24 million player.
0: Yeah, he's not what he was in the field. I actually didn't know this, but years ago, I went back and looked at a, I, I, I toured with the second city years ago before I worked in Chicago there. And we went to a game in Charleston because Bill Murray owned the team there. And we threw out a first pitch and, and I, I, I was, I don't know if I was the pitcher, or the catcher, but we tried to recreate Larson and Barra. Uh, and then I looked back on the, the score sheet years later and Cano had been playing in that game unbeknownst to me, he's just a minor leaguer at that point. But when I went back like 15 years later and saw the thing, I'm like, Robinson going Oh my goodness. And he was a big guy. Did you then. see the new Belushi documentary? I did not. I've been trying to get Jim Belushi. Uh, I I've met him a number of times at second city. I've been trying to get him to do my, uh, my weed podcast, but I that is on my list to see that.
1: So especially as a second city guy, you have to see it. It really shows the type of talent that second city had is just incredible. Actually. And all of them, you know, became and were just unbelievably good at what they did. Uh-huh. And people people don't think about it as much. People associate Saturday Night Live with sketch comedy. But Second City was second to none, actually, in terms well, of who they had at that time with John Belushi and the, and the rest of the crew.
0: And, and if you ask anyone from Second City like me, we're such snobs, we'll say they still. Have the the top of the line, but that was a thank you so much for that segue, David. Because I uh, mentioned when I was trying to get you on the show that I was going to try to pitch you on on buying the second city, and I'm guessing you know on the sale of the Marlins, you probably got a little piece of that or whatever. And your your ex father-in-law, ex stepfather, uh, ex stepfather. I'm sorry, I apologize. And and I was the
1: president of the team, not the owner.
0: I'd like to point that out. I was a salaried guy, but anyway, go ahead but, but you worked on the deal, probably got a little anything. Uh, Anyway, Jeffrey made a lot of his money, uh, through selling art. And so this may be, you may just be a broker, a conduit to Jeffrey, or you might want to make this purchase yourself because the second city is for sale. And I shit you not, David, a minute before we went on the air, the new CEO of the second city, I had sent him an email. The second he got uh, hired, I also applied for the job, but, uh, congratulating him and just a minute before you came on he replied to me because he just got his email address and started i took a guess on his email address and i got it right so that's a sign to me now i'm guessing i don't know what the price is but it's probably in a couple million range you know i would bet jeffrey's bought and sold paintings 10 times that value 100 times
1: so he's one of the great art dealers of all time. He's always been a private art dealer, and I grew up, uh, he was my stepfather from 1976 to 2004. Okay. So I, I really was lucky, and I grew up around art. My mother isn't was an art dealer as well. Oh! And so I grew up with, you know, she was a print dealer, so I knew a lot about Lautrec, and he was a, you know, I, I grew up around Miro and, and Mayol and Picassos and Leges and Lichtenstein. Mm. I had a chance to, meet a lot of artists. I spent a lot of time with Roy Lichtenstein and Larry Rivers and Mata.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: I spent time with I, I, I was one of the few guys in baseball wherever we went on the road. I would go to the local art museum. Okay. Uh, and I still do my favorite art museum is in Chicago, the Art Institute.
0: Oh, great. It's that is absolutely you know,
1: my all time. And I've been around Europe. I'm, I'm going to flex and just tell you that I've seen art around the world. And I love the Art Institute. And I've been there every time, including when we were playing uh, the Cubs in the NLCS in 2003, because every time I'm in Chicago I go because it has my favorite painting painting by Seurat. And
0: my so, daughter was just talking about that. She loves that painting. I have a, we have t- we've, it's been on our it's been in the in the uh, in the air here in my house, actually, that painting is a grand shot. Yes, I just
1: it's, did a thing it is something else. And, uh, I, it, you know, loving art is something that is not considered cool. And I'm not sure why, because oh, I'm not I know. a judge. I, I have not yeah, Tell good, me, good,
0: because here's why. This I have this written down. It is. It should be more free. It should. It, what is it? Is that rush behind you? Okay, I thought that 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 rush album that is, looks like the front is, of the
1: second city. By the way, that is a signed album by Getty Lee, who I I spent a, a he came to the Mar to a Mar to Marlins Park to watch a game. We spent the entire game. In PJ Loyello, who is the uh, senior VP of communications. Me, Jeff Conine, uh, PJ Loyello, and Getty Lee watched an entire game from PJ's office. And we just talked about baseball. We talked about music. We talked about everything. And we knew he was coming to a game. So we each bought the vinyl
0: to Moving Pictures, which is one Ah, of my favorite albums.
1: And he signed it. And I have a lot of memorabilia. That is one of my favorite pieces.
0: Yeah, I've been told in the past when my hair was longer and greasier that I kind of look like Getty Lee a little bit, uh, a little yeah, longer hair. That. You're not good. Good. I mean, I love Getty Lee. I wish I could get that high and, and my oh, my voice chair just broke. Uh, but I love Rush. Uh, what was he there to do a concert? No,
1: he was just there to see a game. He wanted to see Marlins Park and he's oh, my a baseball goodness, man. And he was happy. You know, we took him on the field before the game. But during the game, instead of sitting in the stands or in the owner's suite, we literally stayed in the office, watched the game on TV and just talked the entire time. And we had a blast.
0: Perks of the job. Perks of the job. There were many, many perks. I bet. So 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 you kind of dodged on the buying the Second City thing. And if he's purchased, he has purchased paintings. If there's a business,
1: if there's a uh, a, an offering memorandum, of course, I would take a look. I think it's an, an interesting thing, of course, in the time of covid where you can't have indoor Anything, you know, jazz clubs in New York are going out of business left and right. The standard in New York may never reopen. Broadway is in peril. So comedy uh, uh, theaters in Chicago.
0: Yeah, have closed the uh, the I.O., which used to be the Improv Olympic, which is this formerly Improv Olympic. uh, That's because I got kicked out of there. Um, They are never going to open up again. And so, yes, there are casualties, but that's why the price is low value, David. And think of the art. You also get all the material. And let me tell you something. They have scripts in Canada that say, in case of emergency, break glass. And it's a script that Steve Carell wrote called Pictionary. And like. They've made millions on corporate money on this scene. Steve Carell didn't get a penny of it, of course, but I changed that when I worked there and was the union. Maybe
1: we should buy the library and try to sell it to a music company like Bob Dylan sold his. Oh, my God.
0: Library. You wouldn't get that kind of money. I wonder why he did that. But but oh, they have never State planning. Used... He said, yeah, yeah, that's He's right. And movie. it's like he can't take the music with him, but his kids can take the money with him. You're right. And the music will still be there like like they, they can play the albums. It's not like they have no access to it. So it was a good play on his part. Uh, now, back to I know we're all over the place, but back to why it's not cool is I think it's too exclusive. I think museums should be more free days. They should encourage people to go more often. The Art Institute has like a one, once a week, four hour window for residents of Chicago to go for free in the evening. And museums like the Huntington Library out here, which is amazing, have you been? I have not. The Blue Boy is there. So, uh, and they also have like a full, their library is as good as the art museum because they have a, a Gutenberg Bible. They have a Chaucer thing they have. A, I have right here a Audubon Birds of America. They have the full size elephant folio there. I'm not big on documents and, and, and shit like that usually. But for a library, it's very impressive. And then they have paintings like the Blue Boy.
1: So let's just dig a little deeper. You think that the reason why people don't go to museums is the prohibitive cost?
0: And and I think the thought that there might be a prohibitive cost, I don't think they there is enough community outreach to let them know come in this weekend or the month of February, because it's the shortest month that they always give people the shaft on is free art month. All February, especially in Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Walk down Michigan Avenue in February in Chicago. Your reward is a free museum ticket. I don't think that it's out. There's enough outreach. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that that it's it's not made accessible to people. You disagree?
1: I I think that when I think about museums and and the museums I go to, I think that it takes a certain type of person to want to allocate his or her time to any type of museum, whether it's a museum of natural history, whether it's an art museum, a science museum, a children's museum, all these museums are having troubles now because kids are have babysitters at home, not in the form of people, but in the form of screens. And the way art used to be is you learned about museums because your parents would take you to museums because there was nothing to do at home except sit and watch four channels of TV and be told that your brain is going to rot if you sit in front of the TV for too long and you're going to go blind. So when you live in a place where the weather isn't good, that's what you do. You find museums to go to, you take kids to museums, and then they grow up and they, they, they develop a a passion for right. that which they were able to see. Parents right now have the ability to say to a kid, "Hey, listen, get on your iPad, get on your phone, get on your computer, get on your Chromebook yeah. and and babysit yourself for the next 4 hours which would have been museum time in the old days." And I'm not pining for old days like that. I just think that right now in-person museums have taken have changed. So for example, if I wanted to see the Mona Lisa, Mm-hmm. back in the day, I had to go to Paris, right? There was no ifs, sands or bots. When I was a kid in New York, when the King Tut when King Tut and the treasures of King Tut came to New York, people waited online and I was one of them for hours and hours to get tickets months in advance uh, for the King Tut collection yeah. at the Met. And now because of the way computers are, I wouldn't do that because I can access the stuff in yeah. high definition. Yeah. on a 50 inch screen. And I can get Google has an, an app that I you can do it. Yes,
0: that's so, right. Google has an art it.
1: app that you can do it. So that's had an impact as well. The other thing that's happened is the proliferation of STEM within schools at both the elementary, middle elementary, high school and college level, where science and engineering and math have really taken the lead over humanities.
0: The, and, steam, steam has become STEM because it used to be steam And they took the A out and it's STEM now. That's that's true. Uh, So the arts has been removed from it. And and it it used to be the acronym used to be different.
1: So people are just not learning as much about that because they don't have to take the classes. It's not part of the core requirements anymore, where you had to take a humanities class or an art class or an English class. Listen, there's people barely reading books anymore. Yeah. I mean, forget forget, you know, going to going to see great master works of art. So I think that the world has changed. And I'm not one of the guys saying the world has changed for the worst because the world is going to keep changing. Right. And there are casualties of change. Now, there is still a very healthy art market and there's still tremendous artists out there, young artists who are producing very interesting things when you go to art fairs around this country and, and around the world. And it's uh, I mean, I prefer the 1900s. Uh, I prefer some of the classic artists, the modern Artists. Uh, I a lot love of
0: innovation going on then.
1: A lot of innovation. And, and back in the day, I'll never forget uh, at, in Miami, there's an art fair and it's become a pretty big deal. I mean, it's been canceled last year, but it, it's a pretty big deal. And there was a installation of a banana and and it got a ton of attention because that was the piece of art it was a banana and as the art fair went on i think it turned brown or something and uh-huh. it was meant to symbolize this or that and it, 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 it to me it's like warhol on steroids Yeah, like people have lost their minds pop art has become something i'm not a huge fan of yeah. this sort of modern type of art where you put a toilet bowl in the middle of the of the floor of a museum and say yeah. hey look this is called toilet part 30.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's
1: 250 grand. Uh,
0: yeah. I did have a so. toilet I did have a urinal art idea where it was like a urinal but it's a mirror so wherever you pee you're pissing on yourself. Is that's kind of the that was the conceit. I never obviously made anything, but I thought if you're going to do like a toilet piece of art in some way, give it some kind of message or whatever. I don't know
1: exactly what the message there is. Let's make it interactive. Why not have you pee into a urinal? And then at the same time, there is a contraption like a sprinkler that gets your leg wet while you're peeing. And the name of the piece of art is, don't piss on my
0: leg and tell me it's raining. Oh, David, copyright that. I also had an idea that uh, for the Art Institute, I love the Art Institute as well. I actually did my, probably my, best known thing at Second City I did is something called Art Institute. And it's just a Chicago guy giving a tour of the Art Institute. And he doesn't know shit about it. So he's just like, yeah, they, they say there's a tree in this Picasso thing. But if you can find a tree, you're better than I am because I don't know what the hell it is, whatever. Uh, so I had an idea to do a live installation where you do a fall downstairs. This is when I was younger and could do falls, uh, And then you film the person's reaction and then when they get to the top of the stairs or whatever, they see their reaction to your pratfall. Like, are they laughing at your pain? Are they shocked or whatever like that? Again, not sure what the point was, yeah, but you say probably
1: none. But that's sort of the the allure of your show. So you say <laughs> fall and uh, it makes me think of Chevy Chase and brings me back full circle here as we wind up here. about okay. uh, Belushi. Yes. And it was sad for me because I live in a world where from a baseball standpoint, I'm all business. Yeah. And I, there's zero emotion, but in movies, it's all emotion for me. And I wanna believe that co-stars like each other. I wanna believe they're actually in love. I wanna believe they're actually having sex when there's a sex scene. I wanna believe that when it says the end, that it's not the end, that they continue on with their lives and, and that's how I wanna do it. That's why I've been to some movie sets and I didn't really enjoy it because it, it takes the fun out of it for me watching them film out of order and watching them film in five second increments and sitting there there forever. Absolutely. You wouldn't even realize people think that, you know, being Tom Cruise is this big, sexy thing. If you actually followed him for a shoot of Mission Impossible, you'd be blown away literally blown away by what it's like. to. Actually it's
0: probably it. why he he does the crazy stunts just to make it like it's worth. It's like I've been sitting here forever. All right. So, uh, David, I love the way that you gave the wrap up there. That's very professional of you to let me know. So can I finish off with just a quiz as usual with a few of questions uh, but, about? But I didn't get to finish the point. In the oh, I'm sorry. OK, I just yes. Go, I'm just I'm sorry. No, no, please. That it saddened
1: me that John Belushi and Chevy Chase hated each other.
0: Yeah, you could see that the egos there yep. and I put it a little more on Chevy. Just because, again, well, no I'm like Chevy. Right. No and yes, if you look at what's happened past then, it falls on Chevy. But I love the Pratt Falls. When I worked in Amsterdam, I swear to God, the first joke I made was an Albert Bell White Sox joke on stage in Amsterdam. Because this when it was, was ninety nine or something. Obviously, that joke didn't go. So I just started falling down that entire year. All I did was fall down because I was like, well, my cleverness is not going to work on these Dutch people. So that's where I, that's where I started falling. All right. Here's the all art right, quiz. quiz. What do we quiz. got Your favorite museum. First of all, we got that. Uh, that is also my favorite museum, unfortunately. So that's uh, your favorite painting. Do you have one? Is La Grand Jatte? Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Van Gogh is my favorite in general and there's so many paintings so I I have no answer with that what a a shitty host of I am most underrated museum like one people might not know the Rodin Museum in Paris I've been to that it is my god damn we're on the same page I got questions going on mine is the Norton Simon which has a thinker it has a number yeah. of Rodans there, actually, quite a few, and it's like a greatest hits museum. Very small, but it's got all the hits there. I saw Whistler's mother there, which is great because yeah. when I was in Paris, we hit everything except uh, the the one in the train station, uh, Musée, Musée D'Orsay, because I got food poisoning that day and couldn't Musée go Dorsey there. Musée D'Orsay is incredible. I know. I know. I would. We have to go back. All right. It's
1: an actual train station, folks, and they made it a museum. And you can't even believe the work of
0: every museum. There is a work of art beyond the art within it. The Pompidou. Is it the Pompidou? That's a great museum, too. All right. All right. Well, just uh, is there an overrated painting? You can't say the Mona Lisa. Most overrated, like big painting, famous painting. American Gothic. Oh, also in the Art Institute. Okay. wow. Uh, that that there are American Gothic uh, jokes in my Second City thing. I think it's like uh, he looks like my Uncle Bill and she looks like my Uncle Ed. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Uh,
1: I get Uh, what he was going for.
0: I understand why
1: it's famous. But to me, it's it's just okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, That's I love it. Okay. so you've not been to the Huntington Library. You have to see that when you're in next time you're it's in Pasadena. Great paintings, too. They just restored the blue boy there also a great museum uh, that I was thinking of that I had to recommend for you out here. Oh, uh, and it's a different type of, have you been, been to the Getty Villa? The Getty Museum in LA? The Getty Villa. I don't know what the villa is. Okay, it's up the highway one a little bit. It's a copy of an Italian uh, Pompeian senator's home, and it's got all these Roman uh, marble statues and everything there. It's their other museum there. It's his original house check where out. the original was. All right. And if I think of what the other one is, I'll send it to you. But this is our final quiz. What are there more of? Casts of the thinker. Campbell's soup can paintings like individual soup cans or stacks of wheat paintings from the Monet series stacks of wheat of which six are at the Art Institute. This is a great question. So give me again the stacks of wheat. Stacks of wheat. The series of stacks of wheat, because I will just say he did two or three other oh, stacks of wheat so paintings you, out of the series. Oh, so it has to be the in the series. series. In, Fair in enough. the series. Okay. The second. Campbell soup cans that Andy Warhol did. He did now, a he certain did number. Several.
1: He did some that where it's one can and some where it's nine cans or 12 his, cans. Okay. His original Anything with a can?
0: Nope. His original he did individual cans in his first thing yes. of Campbell soup. OK. And the or, last one is The Thinker by Rodin. There are a certain number of castings of that s- statue. I'm
1: going to say The Thinker because there's all sorts of different sizes of The Thinker. There are. You,
0: you weren't specific. So I would say yeah, you're right. There are more casts of The Thinker. Well, there are a lot. You're not right in the in the winner. There are 28 castings of The Thinker. I've seen a couple. There's one in Philadelphia. There's a ro- at the Rodin Museum there. Ah, there's one in the Art Institute, but I think it's a smaller one. And so, yes, yes there are different casts. There are 28 so of there's those only 28. OK, 28. The Stacks of Wheat series, he did 25. One of them's in the Museo d'Orsay, which I missed when I was there. Two in Boston, six in uh, the Art Institute and then a couple privately owned. That makes me mad, too. How are you going to see those? And Campbell's soup cans, 32. Wow. So that, that's a lot of all of those. But those are your winners. The that's doll. a
1: great question. Yeah. Did you the, come?
0: I mean, is, you just I made did a little research compare those three. Well, that I knew I knew that question. The, well, the thinker I had seen a few of and I was like, God, there's got to be more. So I, I knew that at some point the stacks of wheat. That's how I started my second city bit. like god, oh, these stacks of wheat. So I looked that up and my goal is to see all of them in my lifetime. I've seen like nine and the Campbell's soup can. I just needed another thing. And I knew Warhol did a bunch of those. So. The Dolly Museum in Florida is the one I wanted to recommend to you. I haven't been to it, but I love Dolly. Have you been to that? I love Dolly. I've not
1: been. Where is it? I think it's in St. Petersburg, perhaps. That's amazing because I've been to
0: Tampa and I've not been there. Look, I believe there is a Dolly Museum somewhere in Florida. So more than you have in this show. Thank you. No problem, David. As always, it was a pleasure. I hope we get to do it again sometime. I'd love to see what the Samson bump is. If you uh, retweet after I put this out or, you know, I don't I don't want to get too deep into the nothing personal uh, asks. I'll I'll try to interview Coca at some point, Matthew, to get him to uh, uh, get on the inside there. But you've been great, as always. Thank you. And I will continue uh, listening to you. Have I a good one, man. That. Take care of yourself. Be you safe. too. You too. Right, bye bye. Bye. Once again, thanks to David Sampson for joining us. That was our conversation with him. As always, leaving a little bit left on the table, wanting a little bit more. We'll see if we can get him for a fourth time down the line. You can follow us, of course, on Twitter at Sports Dump Show. You're already listening to us, but why don't you give us a review and rate us. And, you know, rate us and then give us something in the review that, you know, say whatever you want. I always like a five-star rating and then a mean review. So let's see what you got. And maybe we'll be back tomorrow, but we will be back sometime this week. So, sorry. Later.